Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And a uh, good morning to you. It is uh, March 17th, uh, the strangest St. Patrick's Day in the history of St. Patrick's Days. And um, it is a Tuesday, and uh, my sister Susan is joining us from uh, California, although she wishes she was somewhere else. Hi, Susan. Yeah, boy. Hi, boy, do I. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I... It's at the point where it's making me a little ill, I have to say. Well, I, I yeah, the, you know, the, um, it, we're all in so many catch-22s, it's ridiculous. The, you know, we're supposed to keep our, um, our stress levels down when, when every indicator tells us that stress should go up. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, you know... Hang in there, Suze. I've got something funny to start with, everybody. Okay? Good. Good. Um, This was sent to me uh, yesterday by a friend. It is a uh, picture of a note that was put um, up at a Millvale, that's a a town right next to Pittsburgh, um, at a Millvale uh, bowling alley. And it's, it's written in, you know, script. And here's what it says. It's hard to believe. I can see it's posted in a bowling alley. You can see a lane behind it. It says, due to the coronavirus, please refrain from touching other people's balls. Please Please remember to wash your hands after touching your own balls. Thank you. (laughs) well that's a laugh we need them that's a laugh that's a laugh and here's another little laugh before we get into the the daily horror show um uh this is a letter to the editor to the new york times today that i came across one of the things that is driving me insane every time uh pence Uh, gets up to talk, is he literally cannot say two sentences without kissing Trump's ass, you know, and under the president's extraordinary direction, and because, of course, the president tasked us to do, and everything he says that is being done, he has to then credit Trump. It is so, I can't even listen anymore. So you have that, and then you have, of course, the president, um, you know, congratulating himself every two minutes. So this is a letter to the editor from William Holzel of uh, someplace in Connecticut uh, to the editor. To minimize your risks from the coronavirus, just wash your hands every time the president or vice president Pence congratulate Trump or his administration with words like awesome, perfect, and incredible. And that's the truth. It is, they can't stop. They cannot stop. Or so I instead, give myself a 10. <laughs> oh, yes. A 10, uh, yes, I give myself a 10. I mean, my Lord. I, I mean, everybody crediting him for yesterday, all of a sudden coming around to uh, the realization <laughs> That something's happening here that ain't just going to go away. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable, really. All right. Well, and I, I got, I've got a whole list of good news here, which I got for uh, – that I'm, I insist on reading because I'm going to read it to make my own stomach feel better. It okay. says, doctors in India have been successful in treating coronavirus. Combination of drugs used, lopinavar, rotunavar, astaltivar, along with chlorphenamine. They are going to suggest some same medicine globally. Researchers of the Erasmus Medical Center claim to have found an antibody against coronavirus. A 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery <laughs> recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for six days in Wuhan. Apple reopens all 42 China stores. 
Cleveland Clinic developed a COVID-19 test that gives results in hours, not days. Good news from South Korea, where the number of new cases is declining. Um, Italy is hit hard, experts say, only because they have the oldest population in Europe. Scientists in Israel likely to announce the, the development of a coronavirus vaccine. Three Maryland virus, uh, virus patients fully recovered. Network of Canadian Science making ex- excellent progress. San Diego Biotech Companies Devile is developing COVID-19 vaccine in collaboration with Duke and Singapore. Tulsa County uh, first case has recovered. Um, all seven patients from in New Delhi have recovered. Plasma from newly recovered patients can treat others infected by COVID D. It's not all bad news. Care for each other. Stay focused. Very nice. Where'd that come from? A reliable source? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was posted like everything someplace on the internet, but it seemed to be reliable or I wouldn't well, have it. <laughs> well, okay, but I'll, well, I, I do, I, I'm going to take issue with only one thing you said. Yes, it's true that Italy has the oldest population um, in Europe, but that's not the only reason that they're suffering so. Oh, I mean, none of these things, none of these things are, you know. Yeah. No, they are it's, su- it's, they're saying it's because they have the highest mortality rate for that reason. That's well, the fact is, is that, um, oh, I don't know. Um, we're just at the beginning here. And, um, and but everybody. Longer than we think, and that's the issue. We're, we're, well, we're only at the beginning of dealing with it, but we're further along than we think. We're, we're, the virus has been here much longer than we thought it was. And that's the thing, the next thing that we're going to have to deal with, that now that we're going to start testing, the numbers are going to Oh, the so numbers rapidly. are huge. I don't – you cannot trust any of these numbers. And, I t- take any number like they're saying – well, Susan, they're saying now that there are six people in Allegheny County who have tested well, positive. Well, well, I would well, say true. I'm willing to bet there are easily 600 uh, people, uh, maybe more well, but, at this point. No, but they aren't lying. There's only six they've tested that are positive. Because what, this is what – but testing is the very first thing that you do to get a scope, to get a handle on what it is you're fighting. And exactly. um, our lack – yeah. It's That's just what I'm saying, Lynn, well, that when we hear the real numbers, don't panic. Those well, I'm not going to. All, no, but those have been the real numbers all along. That's what we've been living with all along. We just haven't known. Assume that's true so that when you hear the numbers, that's not another oh, my God moment. You know, yeah. we're already in that oh, my God moment. Just, you know, the, the, right. the actual verification is far beyond our actual knowledge at this point. So I'm just trying to... I'm trying to manage stress, you know, by by not acting like and by not testing, the cases aren't there, which is what our, our great uh-huh. ruler would have had us do. You did well, hear the thing. And this is the one that I, I'm hoping isn't true and is just a scam. But the thing going around about the president trying to negotiate to buy the company that was doing uh-huh. the vaccine it, until Germany found out what they were doing and then refused to sell to the president. But I have heard that now from so many different sources, and it's so like him, it's hard to believe, hard not to believe. Well, it came... Try not to believe. Well, I'm sorry, Susan, but I think it is true because it was, I think, uh, verified by the New York Times. It's just that is just incredible. I mean, yeah. you tell me the difference between that guy and the guy selling the safe, the the the, the corded the market on the Purell. Right. You tell me. It's really something. What people and it's people like that that don't realize that hey, this is global, global. We all have to work together. This is about cooperation, not elbowing somebody out of the way so that you can somehow feel safer. Um, that won't work. That's not the way this thing works. Um, I'm also, um, the, the federal government continues to lag behind, um, behind many governors 
and uh, many uh, mayors and county executives who are still, you know, doing much more aggressive. Oh, God, I'm sorry if you're hearing that. Um, uh, you know, what, what the blue just do? <laughs> he's I gave him a bone to um, a peanut butter bone to keep him quiet. And he's running he's, around and he's he, dropping it on the he, wood floor and. He's very happy, but um, it's going to make noise sometimes. You know, the fact that uh, Trump finally said uh, Americans should not, uh, you know, should avoid unnecessary travel, bars, restaurants, uh, groups of more than 10 people. I want to say this 10 people stuff. I want to talk about that. Uh, some First, we started with 500. Then some people said uh, Great gatherings of 50, and then it depends on what state you're in, what they're saying. Here is the truth. Don't gather, even in small groups. And then when the president made that statement, he was standing at the podium, right? And there were 16 people, shoulder to shoulder, packed around him. He's saying... Don't go into places with, uh, you know, more than 10 people. Keep six feet distance. And there are all these health officials, including Dr. Fauci, the Surgeon General, all these people, and they're they're cheek to jowl. And not only that, unbelievably, they're using the same microphone, which is inches from your their lips. So the you know watching that is 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 so I mean it's laughable on on one on one side and unbelievably you know mind blowing on the other. There they are telling us what is what we should do and really not stating it strongly enough while they're actively engaging in behaviors that are clearly dangerous. Well, and they're creating situations. I mean, you know, it it, it finally hit little, uh, you know, Palm Springs metro area, but there is no food on the shelves. Yeah. And none here either. And and so, and then when you go to the grocery store in the morning, if there are thousands of people standing again, in large crowds trying to check out exactly what we're all trying to avoid. I got my long line yesterday organized by having us stand on opposite sides of our carts alternating. And I just said, you stand over there, you stand over there, you stand over there, you stand over there. Then someone yells out to me, face, which means that she saw me touching my face. (laughs) Thanks. God almighty. Well, well I Susan, that was cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a thought that I had the other day that I did share, which was now when someone yells at you, watch your hands, they are not <laughs> telling you not to sexually assault them. They are kindly telling you that you are touching your face. It's yeah. a total social shift. Well, I think a lot, you know, something happened here um, yesterday. The uh, governor announced, I forget, uh, it was like late afternoon, I believe, um, that there would, uh, they are closing all the liquor stores. (laughs) You're kidding. No, they closed them down. Well, they're closing them down. He said they would close them at 9 o'clock tonight. So... I mean, hearing that, I thought, what? I mean, you know, one of the ways, obviously, that people might want to, you know, have a little uh, drink. Wine uh, with dinner, drink. maybe? Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, oh, dear, I, who have been sheltering in place and not going out, I got in the car and I went to my closest uh, state store, and the minute I turned, and it was a small one, not a, one of the big ones, which I thought would be even more ridiculous. So you couldn't even find a place to park. And then um, I I soldiered on, I went in, and it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I uh, almost empty. 
people were, <laughs> and there were lines. People stood in line for like 40 minutes, an hour to check out. Um, and I imagine if anyone were to go to a state store right now, that scene is being repeated uh, over and over and over again. But well, so government, actually, yeah, government keeps free. saying, I just want to say, government keeps telling us to do things or not to do things or something's going to happen. And then like what happened at all the airports with the Americans desperately trying to get back into the country. And then you're put in a the exact position that they're telling you to avoid. Right. Uh, right. And, and no one's given the time to deal with it so they can make rules. I mean, they're finally, someone's finally figuring out that they should have senior citizen hours so that senior citizens yes. can safely grocery yes. shop. Yes, um, that is happening. And, you know, because guess who's not, guess who's getting starved on top of everything else? Uh, they, they aren't really good at these grocery shop wars. Uh, it, you know, and, and here's the other thing, people, that I would like to point out. There's plenty of Kleenex, so if you can't get toilet paper, Kleenex works just the oh, same. Oh, yeah, I it's think it's pretty much the same. Thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. And look at there is uh, the the stores will be replenished. I mean, once the panic buying stops, um, as long as you have enough Let's go to get once you, a week. Yeah, at most. Yeah, that's it. You'll be fine in that regard. Um, but I I also do want to now you've got like San Francisco uh, doing and and. Other cities should do the exact same. San Francisco literally closing down, uh, telling no one to leave their homes unless absolutely necessary. That we know is the way to flatten this thing out so that we have a shot at getting one of those, you know, uh, what you were talking, uh, your little list at the beginning uh, that, you know, laboratories here and doctors there are seeing things that appear to be working. The more we can flatten out and not have spikes like what happened in Italy, and the more, uh, we get to learn the more people are going to make it, yeah. and the more we're going to, and the only way that works is for people to stay home. Um, I was invited last night by good friends to come over for dinner. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and they said, well, it's just us. So it's just us and you. I said, I understand that. But um, I, I think we'd all be safer if we did not uh, eat together. I don't know who's been in your house, what's been touched. I mean, if you want me to come and walk around with my hands over my head or my fists clenched and not, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. And I, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people who still just can't get it through their heads that we're being asked to do something we have never, ever been asked to do before and that our lives are going all of our lives are going to be disrupted and uh it's going to be difficult but we're going to make it through but the, we'll make it through better if everybody does what you know essentially i'm doing don't go out unless they close the state stores on you Oh, well, I, I will say, say that at the grocery, at the grocery store yesterday, when everybody was else was buying their necessity of their ideas of what necessaries are, and I was looking around at what was available on the shelf, and um, I I went straight to the liquor department. <laughs> yeah, you did too. Well, I let did, me just tell I you, did, and I'm sending it home. I mean, it's going home in my car. Well, the wine I brought, I bought. I would never buy it. It's sort of rod cut, but that's all that was left. Um, anyway, we have a caller. Um, caller, go ahead, please. Lynn, this is Dot from Monroeville. Hi. And I'd like hi. I'd like to say to Susan, I'm uh, stranded just like she is. I'm actually in Florida. Oh, oh dear! Waiting till this is all settled or something uh, before I go home. Okay, 
What I'm calling about is my daughter has a friend at a university down here who got a message from the Norwegian university. It's a message to all of their their <coughs> students at American uh or at least not you know out of the country colleges they sent the this notice out. Mhm. And it says to uh return home <laughs> Especially if you are in a country with poorly developed health services or infrastructure. So that's like if you're in the United if you're in the United States, get the hell out of there. It actually says that. For example, the USA. And I, I when I when my daughter showed me that, I said I've got to call Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? And they're right. Yes. Oh, yes. Get the hell out of there. Right. And 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 I'm sure this is the opinion of not just the Norwegian University. I think this is worldwide their opinion of us. Well, I think yeah. you know. I I of course, and I met. Well, it's a well-founded opinion. I mentioned yesterday that I had seen a post from a um, an American that's stuck in Israel, and uh, he said, "Well, frankly, I'm happier to you know be here in Israel than uh, back home because they're they're capable of handling this better, and um, I feel safer." Yes, exactly. And Isn't I, that something? Maybe when we get all over this and we're, you know, it's it's way in our past, maybe we'll wake up. Oh, I think that's a possible good thing that might come of this. And I, yes. I, I, I said that yesterday. I think after this, when Americans are forced, obviously, to face the failures of our health care uh, system, um, the, and also of our Republican leadership, we will make, uh, we will be willing to uh, think differently about a universal health care, about having a centralized health care system, as opposed to this hodgepodge of private sector nonsense we have now that is not about the public good, it's about profit. Oh, no, that's what's going to be the hard thing to to overcome. Yeah. Are the yeah. lobbyists with their money and uh, campaign funds and everything else? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, listen, you be be safe down there. Stay inside. I mean, take walks. Absolutely. Take walks. Be out there in the wonderful weather. Oh, it is beautiful right now. I'm sitting here in the sun, and it's beautiful. Isn't that nice? I'm not going very far. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you sound like a smart lady. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that piece of information. I I listen to you every day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You know, uh, Suze, I had a thought. Uh, yesterday, and then I went on uh, Google to to check out the history. You remember when um, World War II happened? Uh, we were at war. Well, we I were don't a nation. exactly remember. I wasn't born, but I. I oh, that's right. But of course, I wasn't either. But we we know our history, and so right. when that happened, uh, our government said to us, "You know, all hands on deck." We have got to completely change how we're living, how we're working, what we're doing, and um, and I what was we eat, I, how we buy. Well, well, well no, but I was I was thinking particularly about how we retooled immediately our manufacturing, so that and here's what I looked up and got the history. Um, General Motors, the head of General Motors was summoned to the White House, and, um, and he was told uh, by FDR, hey, look, we don't need no cars. 
we need tanks, we need planes, we need trucks and guns and shells. And the guy said, I'm on it. And this, we turned things around and started making I, all. So what I was thinking is, why the hell aren't they are. whatever manufacturing plants we have now still, why are they not being told by the feds and being told they'll be compensated that they will turn around and start making ventilators and well, start they making are. No, they are. they're not not uh-uh. here maybe but in in England rolls no I don't care that, about that, England yes well so I know that but our so government somebody here can hopefully Donald Trump I mean, we, that's what we have to do. So listen to this. In 1939, American uh, production had made 18 tanks. 1940, 365. I mean, because things are looking a little shaky over in Europe, and so they ramp up a little bit. 1941. Now, uh, Japan, uh, Pearl Harbor didn't come till the end of 41. But by 41, we're making 4,000 tanks a year. 1942, check this jump, from 4,000 to 26,000. And Ford... Motor Company stopped with the cars and started making B-24s, and they got so good at it, they were doing it at the rate of one of these four-engine bombers an hour. Chrysler was making M3 tanks. They they put up a, a, like a, a sort of a immediate like sort of new factory. The walls weren't even on this factory, and they started production. And because it was winter, and it was Detroit, and it was cold as hell, they brought in a steam locomotive to keep the place warm so the workers wouldn't freeze to death as they were trying to make these tanks. This is what all hands on deck looks like. It is not the timid crapola that is going on um, in our country now. Thank God for the governors. Yeah. Yeah. Can I interrupt for a second and say, and when the country responds that way, and when we all have positive things that we can do that help, then what helps, then what happens is our stress is reduced because we aren't just sitting around going, oh, well, it was me. We're going, I am part of a community, and I am working with my community towards this possible. That is right. And that's what we have to figure out how to do. Even if it's just figuring out ways to emotionally support each other distantly. Um, you know, like, and, and I think that the Italians, again, showed the way. I mean, I do, my good friend who, who lives in Rome and is a pianist is every afternoon her, her door, her, she lives in an apartment with one of those balconies and she's playing concerts every afternoon. And she says, it's just there's something so incredible about sitting at your window and hearing all of this beautiful stuff coming from human beings out of their windows to just just to say, I love you. You know, that have you seen that, that is wonderful. Have you seen Yo-Yo Ma is um, is stuff like that? Yeah. Well, he's doing um, he is playing um, like a piece a day. Uh, and he's putting it out on Twitter and uh, dedicating it to certain people, and he explains what it is. And the music is so unbelievable. Just little three, four-minute bits. Um, uh, This is from Jonathan, although I'm having trouble making my damn computer move up. Uh, Three things, says Jonathan. Uh, One, this is what I'm waiting to hear Trump say from the podium. At my direction, I have ordered that in the next five days, winter is to be replaced by spring. Following that, I have ordered the temperatures are to gradually warm so the crops will grow for our great American farmers, greatest farmers in the world. Incredible, really. No other administration in history has given this kind of order. Second, a coworker told me I saw on Facebook that if you blow a hot hair dryer on your face, it kills the virus. The heat kills the germs. <laughs> I told her, I don't think that's true. And she said, well, it looked real. 
And so this is, I mean, people are, I, I can't begin to tell you. And third, for some reason, I can't get this to move up. Um, I hope this gets the state government out of the retail liquor business. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it would still be considered, I think, a non-essential business and told. Um, I also no, want to say. No, no, your grocery stores in that case would carry it. And yes, and groceries would be would be open. That's your, uh, you know, that's your right. Oil, which is the only thing that's left, right? That's right. So the um, the other thing that I have a problem with is even what our governor is doing and what Trump is doing is almost all of these. They are asking companies. They are saying, please close down if you are a non-essential business. But of course, to that small business. It is essential because without their business, they can't make a living. And so if you really want businesses to be closed down, you cannot ask, ask. You can't have things be voluntary. They must be mandatory and enforced. And that is not something that many of these places are doing. San Francisco is the first I know that is truly saying, this is what we're doing and we're going to enforce it. So, you know what else happened here? I guess it happened everywhere. But I, I, it, people, some people's reaction to this is they're making a run on guns and ammo. Oh, for heaven's sakes. No. It's so a, they can save off the hordes coming to steal yes, their, I guess their, so. uh, their Purell? I guess so. And, and you know, I saw in our local news, people were standing in line trying to get into, I guess, the, uh, the office you have to go to to get your gun permit or something. And... Um, the reporter was asking, why are you, what, why are you here today? And they said, um, well, a lot of them had never bought a gun in their lives. They said, well, I just, you know, you don't know where this is heading, and I, my, I need to be able to protect my family. That this is what America, this, it's a peculiarly American reaction. Lisa, oh my God. I'm afraid. So I have to go get things so I can kill people who might want to take something from me. Um, a well, lot of people... thought. <laughs> Here I was hoping that with us all in our homes, with our families, with really very little to do except to be with each other and learn how to be a family again and maybe think about things a little bit. I was sort of hoping that maybe, you know, uh, we would all come out of this with an increased sense of our humanity and goodwill towards men. But that was <laughs> apparently... That well, was apparently some. No, some will. You know, some will. As, as you know, I've seen on uh, a lot of people around here saying, you know, if you are uh, able and you know there's an elderly person living, you know, in your building or next door, please check on them. Please make sure that if they need anything, if you're capable of helping them do that. Um, and and so there's, you see, I mean, maybe what things like this do, crises, uh, reveal character. And 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 so we're going to see good. Stop and think about, I I was walking my dog yesterday and I saw a guy I know walking toward me with his dog. And uh, we didn't get all that close to each other, but he said, amazing, huh? I said, really? I said, how are you doing? I, he's a doctor and he's, he's retired. And he said, I've been called back he said, I'm going in um, on Thursday. And he looked scared. But he's going. He's going in. He has, he has a family. Um, all of these docs, all of the nurses, all of the, stop and think of the janitors that are cleaning up 
um, everybody else's germs. Think of the people that have to be out there who have jobs that are considered absolutely essential. And they are putting themselves at risk. Um, I just think that's, we, we can't thank them uh, enough. Here's another good thing. With fewer people driving yeah, and flying. Yeah, going to get cleaner. Yeah, the climate crisis, <laughs> the other crisis. I, think, I thought about that the other day. That there yeah, right. Be a lot of positives as humans stop messing up the world. That right. Was, that, there was, that we were going to have some positive benefits out of this. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have another caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hello, Lee. Yes. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hello. Hi, it's Ray from Lawrenceville. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, happy St. Patty's Day to you too, Ray. Thanks very much. Hey, uh, I, you were talking about the retooling factory. I'm on a factory floor right now. We're, we're trying to stay operational. We, we make machines that make the stuff that would be used to make the stuff we need. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So the, one of the problems is to compare retooling from 2020 to 1945, the difference between a car and a tank and the, and the expertise and, and experience yeah. needed to switch was minuscule. It's basically the same thing, just more metal. Uh, we are so robotized and the difference between being making widgets and ventilators is astronomical, you know, absolutely mm. astronomical. So it's a lot harder to do. But because of the ro- why you're saying in, in part because of the robotics, because they're they are made to do just one specific task. Why or you'd have to task? hire, or you'd have to hire the people to actually do it the old-fashioned way. Sure, you have, right now, you have people who are trained to push the red button when the green light flashes, as opposed to a machinist oh, who's God. given a block of steel right. and say, go over that lathe and turn it into a gear. Oh, or, boy. Or a fairing. So, that's, right, we that's no a little have hard. Yeah. yeah. And most, most of the factories doing those things are in China now. All right, so. <laughs> right, that's, that's true. I mean, we outsource to the very epicenter of the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's 30 cents cheaper an hour or, or, or a piece. Yeah. Uh, one of the main problems is to keep in mind that we have allowed the business model of just in time supply. And that concept is you don't have anything on the shelf that that, that you don't need today. Mm-hmm. You order today what you need tomorrow. And we have this complex and amazing sort of supply chain where things show up just when you need them, so you're not holding inventory. Well, we don't have stockpiles of the polymers needed for the masks, uh, you know, the, the, the circuit boards needed to control the, the ventilators. Wow. It's, we have put ourselves in a precarious situation, a house of cards, and this is all it took. So we're trying to stay at work. We, we look like we're non-essential, but in the long run, if we stop, and, and the factories that need our machinery don't get them. They can't gear up when we need to resupply ourselves with what we're depleting. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot more complicated than just stay home for some of us, you know. Yes, it is. And, Ray, thank you. Okay. Thank, you for, thank you for that yes. disquieting information, and thank you for uh, being out well, there. There are a lot of really hardworking guys out there, uh, grunts trying to keep things moving. Truck drivers who are yes. delivering constantly. Uh, store shelf yes. stalkers who are making garbage wages but right. don't, can't go home because you, we wouldn't get, the, you know, it's, there are a lot, we are a better people than our perceptions would indicate. Does that make sense? Well, we're a better yeah. people than our than our uh, this capitalistic system that has been uh, created as our the the sort of infrastructure in which us good people have to f- try to function and live. I would right. I would like to hope. So. I would like. I, to I, I, I would hope so too. Have a think. 
have a drink today for uh, <laughs> if, if, if Patrick could chase the snakes out of Ireland, we can get rid of this too. All right. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Right. Be safe. Thanks for being Thank on you. air as well. Thank of you. course. Bye. Thank you Bye. so much. Bye. 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 Here is somebody, Ellen Phillips. I'm sorry, Ellen. I didn't mean to say your last name. I was looking or saying. I read this morning that several distilleries in the um, in the east are turning to making hand sanitizer. That's nice. No restaurants, no bars open, so they're keeping their staff employed and helping in a shortage. The one in Pennsylvania is distributing the sanitizer to charitable organizations, and some are charging only what people want to donate. Um, well, that's good. So that's just people themselves saying, hey, let's, let's do something that people need. Henry writes for the uh, climate deniers, for the virus deniers, excuse me. There's so many deniers out there. They're the same people, I have a feeling. There are still so many virus deniers, uh, my brother being one of them. And so when he asked me why this virus is getting so much more attention than the regular flu, which kills tens of thousands each year, I went looking for a good answer, which I pasted below. It comes from a nurse practitioner, and it's the best explanation I could find. Um, okay, well, you know what? And because I something's happening where I can't get my computer to move up, I'll maybe can share that tomorrow, Henry, when I can get my my act together. I think we have another uh, caller. Caller, hello. Hello. Yes. Good morning, what? Lynn. Hi. Hey, Lynn, one, one thing that's doing pretty good right now is the uh, medical marijuana business in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, bet. Um, I can tell you a test of that. And um, that's not closed. And so it's nice. And it's, yeah, it's a, dis, it's a crazy time right now. I'm in a pizza business and I'm a pizza man. Uh, and I can't make pizza now. That's no. Not that the money, I mean, I don't really care about money. I mean, I'm old. I like to make pizza. And now I can't do my craft, so... It's just a weird call in the air. It's a weird thing. It's like everything's and I'm also I'm also I do training for manufacturing company safety training. So like Ray was talking about, it just seems weird. Even the manufacturing seems weird now. Like what do we do? I mean, everybody yeah. seems like it's a. My daughter works for CMU. She's home. I'm much of my grandson here, which is a treat. And my daughter said to me, "Oh, by the way, on Thursday you're going to be watching this as well because I need to do my work and." And you're not working now. <laughs> and I said, okay. Well, so, it's, I well, love watching. That's great. But I'm not used to it. It's hard. It's I mean, hard work. Uh-oh. It is hard work. He's a three-year-old kid. Let he's me, he's, con- he's constantly <laughs> running here. I mean, I'm watching him now. I've got to keep an eye on As a grandmother <laughs> that lives in the Chicago teacher's strike and and was that person. <laughs> Can you hear him? I, I, <laughs> Oh, it was exhausting. I mean, it was really eye-opening and exhausting. Yes. Good luck to you. Yeah, yes. hang in there. Oh, you, well, but you started with medical marijuana, so that might help. Yeah, what does? And I mean, I yeah, that's not. And like I said, it's. I was at the store yesterday, and then, well, you can place an order and wait online, and they said it's processing. But in the meantime, every all the thing, all the thing was going to run loose. I said, well, if I'm waiting for processing, what if I wait so long that everything is gone? That can happen. And stores go thing, and I'm saying, I'm like, they said, well, don't, it won't happen. I said, how do? You? Then I see everybody running in there because everybody's going crazy because they think just like the toilet paper is going to run out. So they're doing very well because it's because it's you know that relieves your anxiety. So that right, a lot that. of people need it for anxiety. Exactly, and, and that's what you do it for, and this is a perfect time for it. Yeah, so it's, it's and if someone's not anxious right now, I don't think they're alive. So yeah, I mean, come on, it's it's yeah, exactly. I yeah, mean, you tell you know, like, you can't go to your restaurant, you can't go bowling out, you can't go to the bars. You now you're saying about yeah. state stores. What the hell's wrong with them? They should be extended at our state store. Discuss what a necessity is. Coffee. Come on, we give somebody. Yeah, something. we can shut us down and lock us. <laughs> here. We're going to become really bizarros. Right. Hey, I hear the kid. You be, you better get oh, yeah. back we to gotta, work. Gotta go. Yeah, you got to get back to work, Gramps. Okay. Right. Bye. To you Hang in there. Bye.
<laughs> you know, we could learn things from other countries and how they're doing it. For example, oh, yeah. grocery stores in Italy, yeah. they, they give you numbers at the door, the lines. Everybody waits six feet apart, you know, down the street. Right. They let you into the store. So the store is not overrun and a dangerous place to be. Right. You know, you, and then you don't have to close everything down. You go right. out for what you need and then you go right home. You have a designated person who does that. You're allowed to go out. They do monitor that. But it's, you know, if you do it that way, businesses, you know, and you can define essential as you, as you need to, can remain mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to use your head and institute rules, which, by the way, people would be more than happy to follow. That's where the that's where the community spirit comes in. They are happy to follow. They are generous in these moments. And you see it all over when you're out and about people helping each other and saying, no, you go ahead. No, you take it. You need it. No, I don't need mm-hmm. all this. You have some. I mean, I've seen all of that. So if the government would just give us a couple of sense, sensible rules to follow, we could do it. We could settle in. We wouldn't be anxious. We would know what, what we were going to be with. But if, you know, if you got some people saying, just stay home for a week, we're closing schools for two weeks, I think that we should all be prepared for this to go on well through the summer. Yes. And, and Susan, and, I wanna, and I, I, that's also what I want to say. A friend of mine said the other day, well, I'm going stir crazy, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I guess I can do this for uh, two weeks. And I said, do you not realize that in two weeks they're going to say you need to do it for another two weeks and then they're going to say another two weeks? Why aren't people – it's like it's like these numbers of how many people you should be around keep coming down. Well, the number of yeah, weeks that you're going – you know, it's going to go up and up and up. People have got to, you know, rouse themselves from denial. I have one thing I have to say, that during all of this, where we need all hands on deck, I'm sure many of you uh, noticed that um, the United States Senate has done absolutely nothing. They went, and Mitch McConnell went home and hid. Mitch, Mitch McConnell went home. And now we find out what he's been doing. He uh, freaked out that this is going to cost Trump the, the presidency, is thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to have four more years to totally pack the federal judiciary for the next 60 years. So he is calling old Republican-nominated conservative judges and asking that they step down so he can put in a young, probably unqualified federal judge. Do you believe that that's what he, that's where his focus is right now? Because he's not about governance. He's about politics. He has nothing... He has nothing to do that's in the best interest of the country. He's only, you know, he's serving his ideological master, whoever that is, Satan. I don't know. Yeah. But be aware But Well, that. we have to be grateful that Pelosi, that he's gone so that Pelosi and Mnuchin, of all people, can put together some sort of a health, pa- you know, a health package. But the Senate yeah. has to reconvene in order to pass it. By yeah, the but because because Pelosi, yeah, but because Pelosi had to deal with the Republicans in getting something that they would vote for, um, the New York Times points out that um, it's nowhere near what it needs to be. The bill, in fact, guarantees sick leave to only about twenty percent of private sector workers. And that's because Republicans just can't go there, even when people's lives are at risk. Big employers like... Listen to this. Big employers like McDonald's and Amazon 
are not required by this legislation to provide any paid sick leave. And companies with fewer than 50 employees are able to seek exemptions. Well, that takes in, guess what, 80% of private sector workers. There's no help for them in this. And because we have, because the Republicans control the Senate and the White House, this is what they came up with. It's not what Nancy Pelosi initially, you know, offered. This was the best she could do in this emergency because they still can't get past their cruelty and their their need to safeguard their capitalist buddies. I I just I'm, I'm I, 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 how how they think that a, a totally impoverishing eighty percent of the country is good for the economy. I'm not quite sure. And sending every it, it would make much more sense to provide the sick leave than Trump send everyone a thousand dollars rule. I don't need the thousand bucks. I would rather give it to somebody who does need the thousand bucks. You know these. You know, including people that don't need the help in the help is just stupid. You should aim for the people that need the help. And if you want, you know, and if requiring large businesses to cover these salaries and pay sick leave to their employees is the kind of corporate welfare you want to do, then it needs to be attached dollar for dollar. It needs to be a flow through straight to employees. And and that would be a far better plan than a thousand dollars. You get a thousand, you get a thousand, you know, the Oprah way of doing business. That's that doesn't make sense. You should be targeted and smart. The money is there and they should use it. Period. And I and I want everybody to understand who's saying no, who's saying that eighty percent of the country can just it's a hoax anyway and it's all the Democrats making this nonsense up. And you know, and then there's the whole group of people that think that the government doing anything like this is is is, you know, how dare you? Everything should stay open because, you know, this is nonsense anyway. Yeah. I want to, uh, yeah, I get, let me point. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm asking my producer, is there another caller on the line? I'm a little confused. I don't think so. Um, and okay. So social distancing means uh, we're all home and we're uh, working on our, thank you, Amy. We're working on our um, computers and now there is concern that the strain to the internet <laughs> is going to prove uh, troublesome because um, it says here, again, in the business section, that this is going to test internet networks with one of the biggest mass behavioral changes that the nation has experienced, and that will strain the internet's underlying infrastructure um, because home networks that now people will be working from do not have the same kind of capacity as do, obviously, uh, their businesses. And it says that the Internet infrastructure is generally accustomed to certain peaks of activity at specific times um, of the day, and that's now going kaplooey. And here is the former chair of the FCC saying we just don't know how the infrastructure will fare. What is sufficient bandwidth for a couple of home computers for a husband and wife may not be sufficient when you add their children who are going to class all day long and operating from home. So there's worry that, the, that our internet infrastructure might be a little um, tapped.